Welcome, UNA Basin Sports and Sorts. We're talking about the happenings going on with our local high school programs. I'm your host, Mark Winterton, and we have an election coming up. So this week, joining me today are the Duchesne County School District Board candidates. Before we get to them, I want to mention the sponsor of our show, which is JNP Saddle and Vernal. Also, Levitt Group Insurance Agency, Vernal and Roosevelt, specializing in anything oil and gas related, along with bonding. Get a bond line. Give them a call. 435-781-0000 or give me a call. 435-724-7773. Well, with six candidates and a time limit I have for my show, I've asked four questions ahead of time, allowing each to come prepared with their answers. Each of you state your name, then answer the question. We'll go in order of first names alphabetically. So we'll start with Cicely Rios, then Don Busenbark, Emily Wells, Michael Hawley, Tom Henderson, and end with Tony Smith. So getting right into it, question number one. What particular experiences or skills have prepared you to serve as a board member? This is Cicely. Fresh out of high school, I worked with after-school programs in Duchesne and Uinta counties. During that time, I worked with teachers and school staff to create fun and educational curriculums for our youth. I have continued to volunteer in schools over the years in my children's classrooms, on school parent-teacher organizations, and on several community councils. In my profession as a mental health therapist, I have been able to work with students and youth in many different roles. I also feel that my experience in private practice has helped me gain useful knowledge in business, financials, and management that would be a benefit to serving on the board. This is Don. I have taught in the district for almost 30 years, and I feel that gives me a unique perspective compared to other candidates. I understand teachers, technology, and students, and I've worked with a variety of administrators. I also have four degrees in education and mathematics and feel that makes me uniquely qualified. I understand mathematics, so I understand data, and I love looking at data and feel that that gives me a great perspective as I'm trying to do what's best for the uh, students and parents in the district. I also feel that I have a great relationship with parents and teachers and administrators and feel that helps me to be a good uh, candidate. This is Emily. My degree is in math education, and I was a full-time teacher before I had my own children. Over the past 11 years, I've become very familiar with many aspects of our community public schools. I've taught art lessons, played the piano accompaniment at theater auditions, prepared team meals, sewed hundreds of costumes, organized fundraisers, tutored students, and this fall, I am once again coaching math teams at both the junior high and centennial elementary. But more than that, on a personal level, I'm a problem solver. When I see a need in my community, my first instinct is to ask myself, what can I do to help? What do I have to offer? When I first moved to Roosevelt over a decade ago, I heard that BYU offered a math camp for 6th to 8th graders, but I realized that very few students from our area would ever be able to participate. So I decided to create an annual summer camp here for our kids. Several years ago, my good friend Shannon Staker and I decided to organize a summer ACT prep course when we realized the need for this as well in our community. Problem solving and initiative are valuable skills in any organization. Michael Hawley. Throughout my career as a civil engineer and business owner, I have seen what it takes to make large-scale infrastructure projects successful. I've learned how to build successful teams with team members who are dedicated and hardworking. The common denominator in both of those scenarios is good leadership. Good leaders don't direct every aspect of the work. They cast a compelling vision and support their team as that vision is executed. They see the big picture and don't get stuck in the weeds of every issue. Good leaders understand the truth that successful teams start with who 
then they can tackle the what. It has been my privilege to serve with many good leaders throughout my life. I have been able to develop these traits as well as I have had opportunities to lead. This is Tom. I'm a lifelong Basin resident. Having grown up here and attending the same schools my children now attend has given me personal insight into the local issues we face. I own and operate my own large farm and cattle feeding operation. This has given me extensive experience in making data and financial driven decisions. My work deals heavily in mathematics and financial budgeting. I have served on several canal and river district boards, which has given me the opportunity to work on large scale construction projects. I have also served on several ag producer committees for the Utah Department of Ag, as well as Duchesne County. I feel that I can apply a common sense approach to the issues facing our district. This is Tony Smith. I have been serving as a school board member for the past four years and have learned many valuable things. And I have also been running my own business, the same business for 25 years. And I think the biggest part of my success is that which is invaluable is that I'm honest. And so if somebody asks me a question about something, I'm going to be honest with them about it. And it may not be popular, but it will be honest. Question number two, what is a school board member's role and responsibility? How does that role differ from the role of the superintendent or administration? This is Cicely. I feel as a member of the school board, you are there to not only be a voice for the voters in the district you serve, but also to advocate for students, teachers, staff, and administration. School board members work as a team to oversee the needs of the district, maintenance and use of district properties, budgets, use of funds, policies, and educational needs and endeavors. An important piece of being a board member is addressing the mental, physical, and educational needs of students, teachers, and other employees while remaining fiscally responsible. The board is there to be the checks and balances of the district. The superintendent is there to identify specific needs for the district and to manage the day-to-day -day matters. He is the chief advisor and educational leader who works to inform the board of needs and works with the board to enact plans, policies, and budgets. This is Don. I believe the role and responsibility of the board is to look over and evaluate programs. I believe it is my responsibility to verify if the programs in the district are achieving the desired goals. As a board, we should be looking at data and asking questions about the validity and reliability of the programs implemented in the district. It doesn't mean we should be driving the programs, but I feel it's our duty to check to see that the program goals are being met. The role of the school board is also to establish the vision and goals for the public schools and help set standards for performance of the schools and the superintendent. We should be working towards improving student achievement. We should also be involved with overseeing facility issues. This is Emily. The school board should represent the community and create the policies and approve the projects that best represent the interests of the people and the families of the community. The superintendent and administrations have the duty to identify the needs, follow through on the policies, and manage the day-to-day -day operation of the district. They make the administrative decisions. All of our responsibility is to do our best to re represent the interests of the people and families of our community, and with technology, this is easier than ever before. I recently created a survey and attached the QR code to my campaign flyer so I could better understand what issues are the most important in our community. The feedback I received was very clear. 80% of respondents put student academic achievement and teacher retention and satisfaction 
as their number one and number two priorities for school district focus. And this is where I intend to put my energy. Michael Hawley. The proper role of a school board member is to supplement the superintendent and administrators by providing adequate funding to programs and infrastructure that will benefit our teachers and our students. They can approve curriculum that is educational without being divisive. Board members do not supplant the day-to-day decision-making that the superintendent or other administrators are charged with. Rather, they help create the framework within which our administrators can freely lead and our teachers can perform at their best. Board members can adequately fund teachers. Adequate compensation is not the only factor in the retention of great team members. However, it is one of those hygiene items that must be in place or great people won't stay. This is Tom. The school board's role is the same as any other elected official should be, and that is to represent those people that elected you. As far as a difference from district administration, I believe the school board is there to set policy and administrators are there to manage the district according to those policies. The board needs to be the voice of the parents and help protect the learning environment in such a way that aligns with the ideals and beliefs of the local community. This is Tony Smith. As school board members, we have to find healthy ways to govern the district without being too rigid. We also have to be adaptable and also firm in making our decisions and carrying out policies. It's important that, bo- that the board and the superintendent work together in finding working strategies that will help retain not only our teachers, but also our support staff clear across the spectrum. My hats are off to our current administration for working hard and thinking outside the box, but we all have a lot of work to do in these regards. Question number three, do you believe a superintendent should be held accountable for the performance and results of the teachers and students in the district? This is Cicely. I believe the superintendent should be held accountable for the performance of students and teachers to an extent, along with the administrators. Superintendents and administrators should set expectations and standards for teachers and students. They should also be aware of needs within each school and work with administrators and teachers to have a plan to address and mitigate those needs. These plans should be in place to support and to encourage teachers and students which will in turn increase performance and reduce the need for intervention. This is Don. I believe it is difficult to hold one person accountable for the performance and results of the entire district. I do believe that the superintendent should follow the direction of the school board and he should be held accountable as to whether or not he is working towards those goals that are set forth by the school board. My expectation is that the superintendent would be working towards those goals and have the information available to show that the goals are being met or not, and that we then can evaluate that as a school board. This is Emily. It's tempting to lay all responsibility at the feet of the chief officer of any organization. As Julius Campbell, from one of my favorite movies, Remember the Titans, said, attitude reflects leadership, and the buck needs to stop somewhere. But a school district is a system with hundreds of moving parts, each of them an individual human. In addition, the progress of any individual student or group of students is dependent upon many factors, only some of which are solely or even primarily within the control of the school superintendent. Evaluation of the performance of the superintendent should include consideration of all of these factors, in my opinion. Michael Hawley. 
I don't believe there is any better metric for a leader than the performance of their team. However, team members also need to be accountable to their duties. If the superintendent and administrators don't have the freedom to lead, if they are over-restricted due to burdensome policy, then it is difficult to hold them solely accountable for the performance of their team and our students. If teachers are micromanaged and burdened by mountains of procedure, then it is difficult for them to connect with their students and teach. That is where the school board can create a framework wherein administrators can lead freely and team members can perform effectively. If the right framework is in place, then administrators and teachers should be accountable to their duties, and that would include the performance of students in the classroom. This is Tom. I'm not a big supporter of performance testing. Don't get me wrong, we need to measure student and teacher performance. But too often, this seems to lead us to do nothing but testing. We need to let our teachers teach and not test, and our students learn, not learn to take a test. Our superintendent is not there for a lifetime appointment. His contract has to be renewed periodically. If it turns out he's not the leader that we need in this district, we have the opportunity to change leadership. We as a community of parents and teachers need to have clear, uninhibited lines of communication with the school board and district to help influence these decisions. This is Tony Smith. I think whether we like it or not, everyone is accountable, but they also should be accountable in their job, whatever job that is. As a board, we oversee many things, including the performance of the superintendent. We have to take into account many facets of the superintendent's responsibilities as we govern in conjunction with him and the administration. And so this brings us to our fourth and final question for the candidates for the school board. Experience gaps exist everywhere. For example, data shows that 80% of CEOs believe they're delivering a superior experience to their customers, but only 8% of their customers agree. In our school district, we have a new superintendent who mentioned a couple weeks ago in an interview with me that he thinks things are going extremely well right now. And at the same time, we're hearing from teachers that they're experiencing burnout like never before. Teacher and staffing shortages here and around the country are at crisis levels. There appears to be a longstanding culture here where everyone tells the superintendent what they think he wants to hear, which creates a dangerous experience gap between what leaders believe and what employees and students are actually experiencing. Our teacher turnover rate is extremely high. Good teachers are leaving and being replaced with well-intentioned but inexperienced new teachers, and sometimes not being replaced at all, leading to increased class sizes and the quality of our children's education ultimately suffering. What do you believe a school board member can do to help bridge experience gaps like this? This is Cicely. I feel that the biggest way that board members can help bridge the gap is to be open-minded, approachable, and take the time to listen. We need to be connected with those we serve by reaching out for feedback and constructively using that feedback. We need to create a culture where teachers, students, and staff opinions are valued and supported in a way that is beneficial to our district as a whole. While our district has many great and amazing things going on, there is always room for positive change, and our teachers need to know we see and hear them, and will support them in creating a healthy learning environment for our children. This is Don. I have noticed that there is a teacher burnout and we are losing good teachers. 
One of the ideas that I've already discussed with some of the district administration is show that we appreciate our faculty and staff. Not just telling everyone that they are doing a good job, but being specific about what they are doing. We need administration, including district and school board members, to be in the classroom to see what is going on in the schools and be talking with employees. Appreciating our employees is not always just telling them, but also listening to them and hearing their concerns and utilizing some of those ideas that they have in the decisions that are made in the district. We need to be more transparent so that teachers, classified, and administration can work together and trust each other. We need to work towards a common goal of educating our children and helping them to succeed. We also need to evaluate and support our programs for the new teachers that are coming in and make sure that those supports are effective and help them succeed. When I was playing and coaching at BYU, Lavelle Edwards taught me that you hire good people, you show your appreciation for their efforts, you support them in their efforts and treat them as professionals. I hope as a school board member that I can help foster this attitude in the district. This is Emily. I am genuinely concerned about the teacher turnover rate at our schools. High teacher turnover is a national phenomenon, but we must do our best to counter it on a local level. Any organization that wants to perform to its highest potential must seek honest feedback from all concerned parties. The schools currently give parents questionnaires so they can share their experience with teachers. Teachers and administrators in our district are diligent about tracking student assessment data to see what is working and what needs to be retaught and relearned. When my oldest daughter was registering for university courses, she checked the Rate My Professor website for information about every instructor before signing up for any course. We should be equally persistent about evaluating administration and district policies before committing resources to them. I want to create safe and convenient places for teachers to share their honest feedback from their position in the trenches so we can understand their pain points and allow them to direct their valuable time and energy to the efforts that are best for our students and our schools. Knowledge is power. Let's not let any policy or practice be too precious to evaluate and address. Michael Hawley. I believe there are two critical factors in eliminating experience gaps and retaining team members. First, the right policies and procedures must be in place. These would include things like compensation scales and bonus programs. Is our benefits package adequate? Can teachers take time off? Can they find substitute teachers? Second, we must understand that if the right policies are in place, then people don't leave the district, they leave their teams. Duchesne School District has hundreds of employees, but the work experience of any team member is unique to the immediate team and the administrators they work with. If a teacher has a great experience with their team, they will be less likely to leave. If they have a negative experience, it is extremely likely they will leave. Each individual team must be strengthened and supported. That is how we can eliminate experience gaps in our district. This is Tom. These gaps are a direct result of poor communication within the district. We need to have open, honest communication between teachers and the district. This cannot happen if teachers feel they will be reprimanded for their opinions. For our district or any business to grow and thrive, we have to be willing to hear all of our employees' ideas and concerns. Constructive criticism can sometimes be hard to hear. I have learned in life that we learn and grow more from our losses and failures than we ever do from our wins. This is Tony Smith. As a board member for the last four years, I have been a part of a voting block of board members, which has given our teachers and staff a 14.5% raise, which is, which is our 
effort in, in helping retain them and also in attracting new teachers to our district. We're a very small district here, and so we really have to work hard with to compete with the larger districts around the state. That concludes our questions and answers from the candidates. Make sure to vote. Everyone should have received their mail-in ballot by mail. But if you haven't, you can contact the Duchesne County Clerk's Office by calling 435-738-1101 or 738-1103. That's 1103 or 1101. All ballots will need to be postmarked by November 7th. Or you can drop your ballots off at the drop box by Election Day. Election Day is November 8th, and there will be polling locations on that day that will be open until 8 p.m. For those polling locations or the drop boxes, again, call the Duchesne County Clerk's Office, 435-738-1101. And that's your UNA Basin Sports and Sorts, where uh, we talk about all the happenings going on in our local high school programs. And this week, it happened to be the Duchesne County School District uh, Board Candidates, right? This show is brought to you by J&P Saddle in Vernal. Also, the Lover Group Insurance Agency, Vernal and Roosevelt. Give us a call today, 435-781-0000. Give me a call, 435-724-7773. I can uh, get you a worker's comp quote or some bonding. Specializing in the oil and gas industry. Sports and Sorts with Mark Winterton on News Talk 104.5 FM and AM 920 KVEL.